love hymns. I'm going to read about a hymn actually today, but um, I think this is this is the plan, and so I'm just going to mention it. Um, we're going to work on, and I've just had different ones saying um, that they saw um, that it for us to put a play on or for us to do a production around Easter time, which I think is um, a form of our evangelism, um, we need to start in January. And so I started thinking about it. I thought, I'm going to start having writers. And I, so I'm just going to say whether you're someone who knows how to put English together well, you know, like correct things, or you come up with ideas or whatever, I'm going to begin to have a writer's meeting. I haven't uh, had the time yet to decide what when, but I'm going to have a writer's meeting. And then from there, we're going to work on, um, once we have that, characters, and we're going to work on hopefully a choir this year. I, I've had a lot of people saying they would love to see us do a choir. I don't know. Um, I think that this body of believers is creativity. I think our mountain is creativity. I think our voice is creativity and worship and all of the gifts that come with that. And different different groups have different calls, but that just seems to, it just seems every time you turn around, it's oozing out of all of our kids. It's just oozing out of everybody. So I, I was thinking, picture it, but at Easter time, turning the stage like we did with um, Azariah and Jennifer's wedding. That way, have the stage there and then have a choir here on the, on the stage. And so those are thoughts, but I'm always imagining new things. And so uh, that's just a New Year's thing that I'm just thinking of uh, how to head in that direction. And then we've got some marriage counseling stuff we'll do and... Uh, uh, that's going to be fun. So anyway, we are almost at the end of this month, and I had a dream again. Um, it seems like the heavens are very active for me around this time, and I hear things, and I'm paying attention to them more because they all come to pass, and they happen. And so when after a while you go, oh, that happened, oh my goodness, oh, then you start paying more attention to the things of the way God talks to you, which is like how all of us are. We all have different giftings here, but all can prophesy. Bible says if you have the Holy Spirit, you can prophesy. All can do that, but it may be different ways you hear it, different ways you see it. So saying that, I see a lot of things through dreams or visions or encounters. And so, Father, I just ask that this would be really clear and fun. And I thank you for what you're doing in this season. I thank you that we are moving into 2021 and you want us strong and you want us courageous. So I thank you for that. So this was what I heard the prophet say in the stream. The pro prophet was a prophet from the northwest. North means heaven's direction. And west means grace to overcome. So God was speaking through this prophet saying, I'm going to give you heaven's direction and I'm going to give you grace to overcome. So this was the words. Don't quit now. Push harder. Almost there. 
And I believe we're coming into a great harvest season. We're at, we've been in a season where we've been heading in a direction, I think probably up a mountain. And, and so this prophet was speaking this, and he was giving a word. And this was the root of his word. Besides, don't quit now, push harder. God's love is the source of true courage. And that doesn't sound like an army manual, does it? God's love is the source of true courage. The power of courage is love. Revival is God reminding us of his love. That's what revival does. It just reminds you of God's love, whether it's in physical encounters, heavenly encounters, hard encounters. It reminds you he's there and he loves you and he loves us. And today he wanted us to know love casts out all fear. I've been working very hard at when I feel fear, recognizing it as fear. That's a big deal. It really is. Oh, that's fear. I have, I'm dealing with some fear. Ugh. Love casts out all fear. Now, here's the way fear comes. Fear of rejection. Many people react in ways. Do you know that when you've been wounded or have a hurt, that's when you have the propensity to hurt and wound others. Wounded people hurt other people. So that's why it's so important in the church to get healed so we don't become the wounders. Wounded people ignore other people. Wounded people uh, are hard to other people. Wounded people wound others. Anyway, so here's the fears, the fear of rejection, the fear of man. What does he think? The fear of failure. Oh, no, I can't. The fear of missing out on life and the fear of harm. Every single one of those is taken care of in the arms of the Father. Love covers a multitude of sins. I love this. In 2021, this is what that prophet was saying, you will need courage. Seek courage and do not lose heart. Seek courage and do not lose heart. So first and foremost is needed the deep, deep knowledge we are loved. I believe that's the hardest thing. Do you know I've talked to people that have been Christians for years, and they still can no way acknowledge God loves them. Uh, many, many Christians in the church sit around and talk about what they do wrong and their faults and their sins or the past. God wants us free. That is just not any way. The deep, deep knowledge we're loved. All the messages, words, prophecies, encounters in the world will do no good. I have talked to people that have had huge encounters of love and yet don't believe it. It will do no good if we don't believe his love for us. So if you have any assignment this year, it's this. Believe God loves you and has good for you. Believe it. You know, Trent was talking about these negative things. Those negative things, every single one of them is you're not loved. 
They, they do. They come down to it. He doesn't have good for me. I'm not loved. I don't have a future and a hope. I don't have. Why? Because maybe I don't deserve it. Maybe I've done something wrong. Or maybe I'm glaring with faults that all I can see. Those are battles. They're lies, too. They're total lies. This is the truth. He loves us, and he lives his love in us and through us. I'll tell you what. His love in me gives me courage, and I'm not afraid. I, I never understood this, but I grew up in the church and over the years have learned not to live in condemnation, but also not to preach condemnation and not to walk in it. It's been a, it's been a journey. And you can see those that haven't begun that journey because everything's condemnation. If you're not condemning yourself, this is a terrible thing, but condemnation is when you wake up in the morning or something and something comes at you and you've done it wrong. And maybe you did do it wrong. So what? God takes care of that. But it starts and you start thinking on that. Or if he can't get you condemning yourself, this is the devil. This is the devil. If he can't get you condemning yourself, You'll condemn others. It will be, did you notice how they slighted you? Did you notice that they didn't do that? Did you notice that they smiled funny? Did you notice, did you notice that your husband, did you notice that your wife, did you notice, did you notice, did you notice? And I'm telling you, the enemy is sitting there going like that all the time. Did you notice you're a failure? Did you ever notice it? And I can tell you, sometimes that voice blares like that. Anybody heard that voice? And you have to go, shut up. Father, I don't believe that. I don't believe it. I don't believe that what is being said about me is true. I believe your word. I believe your word. But it's a battle. And I, I'm just going to tell you, because I know rubber meets the road, I know all of you, and I know people, period. And that's the battle. So then you can get in a place where... You just decide to be prideful because then you don't have to think about any of it because you're just better than everybody else. And that's a battle, too, because there's a lie, too. Pride's a lie, and it, and it came from the devil. Well, anyway, I remember reading the love chapter. Anybody ever read the love chapter and feel condemned when you read it? Anybody? Okay. I'm going to tell you what he showed me, and it took all condemnation away. First of all, the very first thing on the love chapter is not one of my strengths, okay? And yet I'm going to tell you in every area that it's not your strength, it is your strength. Because the places where you have the most flaws are the places you have the greatest strengths. It's just the truth. Okay, so, very, my, so I'm just going to give me as an example. Love is patient. Oh, gosh. Hurry up. I am, I'm waiting on you. You know, that's like, okay, keep back back. Don't be irritated when you get in the car. Act, act sweet, act sweet. Love, 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 love. Where is your love? I'm sorry. I feel irritated. I don't want to feel irritated with you. But you always have to go to the bathroom every time we get ready to leave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Family. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> saying all that, <laughs> love is patient. Love, I'm going to read what love is. 
see if you can feel any wonderful conviction too. Love is kind. Love isn't envious. Love doesn't boast, doesn't brag or strut about. There's no arrogance in love. It's never rude, crude, or indecent. Uh-oh, I just blew another one. It's not self-absorbed. Love, it, it doesn't self-pity, okay? Love isn't easily upset. Love doesn't tally wrongs or celebrate injustice. But truth, yes, truth is love's delight. Love puts up with anything and everything that comes along. I don't know how much longer I'm going to put up with this. Love puts up with anything and everything that comes along. It trusts, it hopes, it endures no matter what. Love will never be out of style. Okay. So saying all that, I'm like, Lord, you've been teaching me about loving myself. You've been teaching me about how much you love me. And I'm really tired of reading that chapter and feeling condemned. You know, and this is what he told me. He said, who lives in you? I said, you. He said, I'm that. And so, and, and I'm just going to tell you, because he told me this. This was an encounter, but he told it to me, and I want you to hear it. God in me overcomes the human. God in me overcomes the human. God doesn't hate the human essence of me. In fact, he told me he loved it. He loves my human essence. He loves my quirks. He loves my humor. He loves who I am. And he loves who you are. He loves the human essence and then when he comes in, he perfects it. By coming to live and to make his home in me, I'm overcome by love. I'm overcome by wisdom. I'm overcome by patience. I'm overcome by faith. I'm overcome by hope. As you overcome me, human me, as he overcomes human you, as he overcomes us, it becomes perfect. And I am and you are the perfection of God. He is not looking at this group and saying, I hope someday you make it. He is saying, you are my perfection. You are. Jesus as man, human, with God in him, perfected forever the human essence Forever, our human essence has been perfected. So don't hate what's human in you. As he is, so am I in this world. Glory to God. So I said, okay, so you're my love. What do I do about these, quote, feelings of impatience? He said, I've called you to lead. And leaders get up and say, come on, let's go. It's time to move. It's time to shift. Come on, you guys, let's move. When I yielded to him, I hear, come on, get up, let's go. When my human essence is not resting in what is true, that I'm perfect, then the other part shows. And guess what I do? I'm sorry. 
but you live in me. And I am patient because of you. I am patient. I am kind. I'm not envious. I don't boast or brag or strut about. I'm not arrogant. I'm not rude or crude or indecent. And I'm not self-absorbed. I'm going to go on because this is really important. I'm not easily upset. This love in me is not easily upset. I don't tally wrongs. So the enemy has no place telling me to look at somebody else and what they're doing wrong. Because in, in him, I don't tally wrongs. Is that freedom or what? Okay, all of this is courage and love has no fear. His love in me makes me happy, joyful, rejoicing in all circumstances, victory over all of them, and yes, in me, his love in me covers all human flaws. My human essence is perfect. Offenses and forgives myself and mankind. Do you know that the biggest thing we can do is forgive ourselves and, and mankind? That, that in itself brings the kingdom of God. That in itself brings the flavor of God. His love in me is courageous, joyful, powerful, his kingdom. His love in me conquers mountains. Oh, my song. Okay. He lifts me up. I walk on mountains. That's my favorite thing this year. And on stormy seas, he lifts me high on his shoulders to make me more than I could ever be. I'm powerful love warrior. This is not just me. This is you. I am a powerful love warrior. Because our life here is temporary. Do you know, I, I'm just going to say it again. When they say we're living in the end times, we've been living in the end times from the day we were born. You don't know how long your life is. It is but a vapor. You do not know. And so everything you do today could be your end day. Or it could be a hundred years from now, but it's still the end times. And I live like that. I live like today's my last, and I live that I'm going to be a hundred and whatever. I'm powerful because I'm a love warrior. Listen to this. Most of all, love each other. Let his intense love within us be a tent of love covering a multitude of our faults, our sins, and our offenses, not repeating and gossiping, but forgiving and healing. If we're a body that stays in love, we're always for each other. And I believe God's doing that across the, the body of Christ. This is courageous power. Our faults are also our strengths. It's our human essence. But above all these things, his love in you flows through you and becomes the perfect tie that binds us all together. Let his peace guide you, you all through your lives. You were called to be one body in Christ, in Jesus, in him. Always be thankful. Always. 
So when he lives in us, his love is our healing, our power, and our courage. We are his courageous people. Do we love as he loved us? Do we love as he loves us? Jesus was 100% man, 100% God. Glory to God, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. He was God in mankind. I'm human, mankind, earth. And Jesus Christ, his spirit is 100% in me. Therefore, I am 100% in God. And as he is, so am I on this earth. You want to know what heaven on earth is? It's us. We are the heaven on earth. Last week, we lost Randy Heaton on our road. And, and um, all of us worked on loving him. I know the boys especially did. We talked to him about the Lord. When he lost his wife, we were caring for him. All of that happened. And I went to bed that night, and I know that everybody was praying, but he, he had an aneurysm, I think, and nobody knew it, you know, if he ever regained consciousness. Now, I'm going to tell you, this is the, the grace and the glory of God. This is who he is. And in the night, I was awakened just like that into a vision. I woke up, and I had a vision. And I was looking up into heaven, and Randy was standing before the throne of God, and Jesus was smiling at him. And the Lord spoke to me and said, he's with me. It's okay. And then the Lord said to me, and your love paved the way. Your love paved the way. Your love was the road of the kingdom that opened him to heaven. I believe there are a lot of people, when they die, they've had a lot of encounters of love from Christians. And at that point, they have a crossroad. I don't know that everybody does, but they have a crossroad of, do you want me? And Randy said, yes. I believe Jim, and, and we don't know why, but Jim could never, Ron's dad could not receive the Lord. He would look at us and he would say, I wish I could be like you. I wish I could have faith. I wish I could. He asked us to pray. He could get some faith. He, he never had that. But before he died, and he was just in a coma, before he died, um, Phyllis and Hannah and I prayed, and I knew that he had walked into the kingdom. And I've seen him in heaven since then. I do see heaven. I see people in heaven all the time. I have a very thin veil. I don't know if I have a thin veil because I have three children in heaven. I don't know why I have a thin veil, but I can see things. And I see them a lot. And then, uh, you know, we've been listening a little bit to Cat Kerr. And I knew all those things, a lot of them, because I'd seen them already. So it's nice you know, to have confirmation. I believe that people who accept like Randy go to school when they get to heaven. I believe they have to start learning how to love. I believe they have to start learning to love like Jesus and learn about him. And so they're not around for a while. I believe they're in a school learning. But you and I, if you're walking in love today, that is your throne where you go from glory to glory to glory. Your reward is now. Had a, okay, every time you choose hardness to God's heart, even if you've received Christ, you've lost your reward. 
even if you've received Christ. And what I'm going to tell you, hardness is, is hardening towards yourself too. Having unforgiveness towards yourself. Mad at yourself that you aren't what you wanted to be. All of that hardens your heart. God wants you to love yourself and love others and forgive them. For Christ's name, I want to be forgiven. Good night. Forgive others. Forgive those that are hating us. Forgive those that have committed all kinds of crimes. Forgive them. I'm not talking about a lack of justice. I'm talking about our hearts being free. Every time that you harden your heart and you don't choose God's heart of love, even if you've received Christ, you've lost a reward in heaven. A piece of your reward got withheld. Earth is a trial run. This is, I know this. Earth is a trial run of love, of the journey to heaven. You don't have to do it perfectly. There is the cross. Every single time you fail, I'm sorry. Okay, get up. Right there is more reward. You just took more faith. It's not about perfection. It's about the cross. It's not about perfection. It's about him in us. Every choice of love, every choice to love reaps reward in heaven. And not only that, it paves the way for others that don't know him. It is the open door for others. Love your neighbors. It is the open door. God doesn't mark our failures on the journey. He sees us through the sacrifice of perfect love. In him, I am made perfect. You are the richness of all my days. And my cry, let me learn to love as you love. You are my love. I believe. I wrote this, um, I don't know, I'm, I wrote this, uh, I guess it's a poem. No, I'm going to read this first. <clears throat> I heard this, and one of the things besides in learning to love is it said that you're not self-centered. One of the things with Christians is self-pity. It's horrible. First of all, you've been given the universe. You're going to rule it. You've been given everything. You're already sons and daughters. You're already kings and priests. Already. So self-pity, no matter what you go through, will rob you of where you're going. You've got to get rid of it. You've got to get rid of the poor me. It just stinks. How do you get rid of it? Realize that the love of God lives in you. And he doesn't self-pity. So anyway, this was another story. You know how in the story of it as well with my soul. And he wrote that song and he lost his three daughters and wife at sea. And he got up and wrote it as well with my soul. Isn't that an incredible testimony of someone who understands who God is? This is another one. And I never knew it. I never heard this before. In 1861, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow's beloved wife died. She was uh, sealing a letter with wax, and the wax uh, fight, it burned up into a flame and horribly burned him and, and her with sealing wax, and it killed her. Then, in 1863, two years later, his eldest son was shot, serving on the Union side in the Civil War. He had signed up because they were abolitionists. So here Henry was in 1863, 
nursing one son shot in the war, taking care of five other children, and his wife gone. And the Civil War was raging, brother against brother. And he wrote this poem, which is a hymn. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. I think it's perfect for where we are right now. Because, first of all, dear God, don't let any of us pity ourselves. We don't have anything to be sorry or sad about. None of us. Anyway, this was the poem he wrote. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And thought how, as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth, goodwill to men, till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day, a voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then from each black, accursed mouth, the cannon thundered in the south, and with the sound, the carols drowned a peace on earth, goodwill to men. It was as if an earthquake rent the hearthstones of a continent and made forlorn the households born of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong. And mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then the bells pealed more, then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. He wrote that in his pain. But his victory was, he woke up and said, no, no matter what's going on, God is not dead. He doesn't sleep. The wrong will fail. The right will prevail. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Is that amazing? Is that amazing? Another place in history. So I kind of, this is not a song. It might be a poem. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I put song on it, but it doesn't have a tune. I wrote something that I believe is what he's doing to us and through us. This is love in us. Jesus prayed your kingdom here and now on earth as it is in heaven. No matter the situation on earth, storms, mountains, valleys, or green pastures, as you are, so am I on this earth. So in the midst of it all, I am love, I am joy, and sweet peace. This is my destiny, this is my mission, this is my call from my beloved. It's your love that gets me through, your love that dries my tears, your love that picks me up when I fall. It's your love that sustains the breath in my lungs, your love that answers my call. It's your joy that makes me laugh. It's your joy that gives me sweet gratitude. It's your joy that strengthens my heart and makes my eyes see blue skies. It's your joy that makes me run the race. It's your peace that gives me sleep. It's your peace that calms my mind and fills it with wisdom. It's your peace that gives me a fragrance of hope. 
your peace that calms my seas. It is your love that makes the way. So I want to read again this prophet's words. If I can find it. Oh, there it is. <clears throat> Don't quit now. Push harder. Almost there. It's heaven's direction for grace to overcome. God is the source of true courage, and the power of courage is love. Seek courage and do not lose heart. That is the word of the Lord for all of us, and it is our joy. I don't know <coughs> if anyone has anything specific, but um, I just know there are my milestones in all of our lives, and um, I just wanted to give a moment. If someone had a good milestone this year that they want to thank the Lord for, my good milestone, which I've said a thousand times probably already to y'all, my good milestone was that I got to climb a mountain with my son. I got to stand on that mountain, and the Lord lifted me up to do it. And for me, it was a sign. Don't quit. Keep going. Have courage. Does anybody else have something that God just did this year that it's just like every time you turn around, you're grateful for? Everybody's looking at each other. I'm waiting. I know we have a grateful church. Surely there's something. Azariah? Yeah, I think you need to say what you're grateful for. I'm like... I'm thankful that I met the woman of my dreams and married her this year. Come on. And that she's pregnant with a baby girl. Woo! Now come on. Do you want to have the Lord say, I gave you an opportunity to show your gratitude in front of all the people and you didn't say anything? No condemnation. <laughs> I'm grateful that God saved my foot. Woo! Yes, come on. Amen. We are too. <laughs> I'm grateful to the Lord. I, I remember, you know, you go through things in life you don't understand a lot of times. I remember being uh, totally to the point that I couldn't ride in cars anymore. And Ron and Teresa asked me to move in with them, said they wanted to take care of me. <laughs> and, uh, I'm very grateful for them doing that. But, you know, it's funny. When the Lord started moving me back out into being able to get on my own, I was afraid. I, I had money saved um, 
But to me, I was just afraid it wasn't enough, you know. And Ron came to me, and he's like, how much money you got saved? And I told him, and he's like, good night. What are you waiting on? You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like the Lord's taking care of you, you know. But I was afraid. And uh, I stepped out, and, you know, he's, I mean, I, I started renting a trailer, you know, which I'm very grateful for. He, he blessed and took care of me. But, you know, when I came to a place where I wanted to buy a house, I was afraid. And the Lord told me, he said, if you want it, I'll provide for you. You know, and I was struggling to pay payments on rent for a trailer, but I believed him. And I stepped out, and man, has he ever met me. And look what he's done for me now. I mean, I've built, I've built my own home, you know. I mean, that's a dream I've always had because I do construction. I've, I've done it for, you know, for a long time, and I never dreamed I'd ever get it. You know, I always wanted to, but I never dreamed I'd ever get to do it for myself, you know. God's awesome. And what he wants to do, he's able. You know, it, all he's wanting is us just to trust him. Yeah. We don't have to know the details. <laughs> you know, I stepped out. I was afraid, but I, I turned my fear to trust because I knew he was good. I knew he could do what he said, and I didn't do it perfectly. I, I think I messed up how I financed things. I mean, you go through, but, you know, he tweaks us along the way. He always takes care and I just want to praise him. Yeah. And they have the nicest house on the block, so come on. <laughs> yeah. um, I just, I have to say, I mean, God's restored my health. <laughs> That's incredible. I am a different person than I was at the beginning of this year. And he's so good, and he's just continually doing it over and over again. And I'm so thankful. He's a good God. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? I'm just thankful that I'm cancer-free this year. Okay. Okay. So I'm thankful for my new sister, Jennifer, of course. And um, I got my car, my license, and stuff like that. So it was fun. <laughs> Woo! Come on. Okay. Oh, come on. Come on. I was going to say, if you don't tell it up here, then you tell it to somebody after the service is over. You find something you're thankful for this year. I, I got my license. <laughs> a few years ago. Um, I'm going to do my best. Um, this, this, year, this year for us was a, a big jump in faith um, and, and uh, to, to shut down and do what we did the way we're doing it. And uh, I was hoping to have a testimony of how, how done it all was. But um, it's done-ish at this point. Um, we're getting there. But um, he's just provided every step of the way. And we couldn't have done what we did without him. We had an amount of money that wasn't going to be enough, but it was going to do part of it. 
and then we just take the step and see what happened. And then it just kept kept progressing and going. And he just absolutely took care of every every little piece and weird detail that we could come up with. He just did it um, and provided from the craziest places and sources and things we never thought would happen. And uh, and has allowed us to do above and beyond anything we thought we could do with it all. And it just he's just amazing. Yeah, wait. house i was really afraid of the house payments but they're low and we're blessed and we're able to pay the payments and the bills and everything is way smaller than we ever thought it was going to be and i have to say that in my past when i think about what i was like before i came to the lord ron and Teresa's prayers all these years mine and eric's <laughs> marriage and just all the help we've had from every one of you guys. I mean, our life is good, and I just thank God for it. Thank you, Jesus. Well, that was good, Shawnee. That's a good finish. If y'all want to stand, I want to, I want to declare something over you, and we're going to pray. Father, I know that you've done good things in all of us, but also know we're all in a push. And so we thank you for that. We thank you for incredible love and courage this year stepping into 2021. Thank you for incredible love and courage and trust stepping into this new year, holding on to you, believing you. And Father, I want to thank you and I want to declare over all of us that you live in us that as you are, so are we in this world. As you are, so am I in this world. Let's say it. As you are, so am I in this world. And your love is in me. And it paves the way for others to know you. Who we are paves the way. Who you are paves the way. Even if you can't see it, even if you don't know it, who you are paves the way. It paves the way. And I thank you. And I bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.